What's your biggest cycling dream? World champion on the road and then Olympic champion on the track. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Castelli podcast. My name is Søren Jensen, Castelli marketing manager. And in this episode, we are joined by the British road and track cyclist, Ethan Vernon, who will give us a rundown of his favorite winter pieces to combat the cold and wet weather when training in the UK. We will also take a look back at his first two professional seasons riding for Sudel Quickstep, which included some impressive results such as stage wins at the Tour de Romandie and a Vuelta Ciclistica Catalunya, as well as being crowned the World Elimination and Team Pursuit Champion on the track. The interview took place last spring during one of Castelli's many product feedback sessions with the riders and was more of a friendly chat than a formal interview. However, we will delve into topics such as dressing up for cold and wet winter rides, off-season cross-training, pre-training food, aero-race suits, winter gloves, Ethan's passion for coffee and his cycling career goals. So sit back, relax and kick your feet up as we embark on an insightful conversation with incredible Ethan Vernon. Ethan, first of all, thank you for taking the time to meet with me after an already long afternoon of product feedback and fit sessions. Yeah, You have access to a full toolbox of Castelli products. Which products really stand out to you and make your job doing the long winter training rides that little bit easier? Uh, for sure, it's the rain jacket. Living in Britain and the harsh winters we have there makes it so much easier, that rain jacket. I mean... I could ride in five hours in the rain and not feel not feel the wet. So, yeah, when I when I have this on, it's uh, it's really nice. But all of it, the the waterproof leg warmers, the overshoes, I can literally yeah, ride for hours and not uh, not feel the wet. So, I think it's made it a lot easier from from sort of what I've used previously. It's a uh, it definitely helps training and reducing illnesses and things like that. It's uh, yeah, it's quite important if you if you can reduce the days you're ill because of your you're closing then yeah you're training more days aren't you in the year and then they all start to add up the products ethan is highlighting are the gavia and sleeker pro rain jackets alpha hours 2 jacket the piorcha 4 and deluvio pro shoe covers nanoflex pro bib shorts and nanoflex 3g leg warmers what other fall winter items do you reach for when the temperature drops or when hitting out in the wet and cold british weather I tend to ride the same setup like most days. If the weather's quite similar, I'd go like the thermal bib tights. Yeah, the Sopaso hours too. But also the Tutto Nano water repellent bib tights are brilliant for British weather. What other winter products really stands out and keep you warm? The long Castelli overshoes, the the neck scarf, the hat, and Castelli thermal base layer. And then depending on the weather, I'd go like the long sleeve Gabba or Profeto in a rain jacket if it's not, not too cold. And then gloves. Well, hands get hooked if I just go for the thickest ones. But again, they're, they're really good. So yeah, I'd rather my hands be too hot no, than numb. Finding the best winter gloves can be a long project for many. That's why you will find 15 different long finger gloves and 16 different shoe covers in the Castelli range. By utilizing the product filter on our website, you can actually narrow down the options that work for you, ensuring your hands and feet stay warm and dry regardless of the weather conditions. What's usually in your race rain bag before a spring classic race? The Hydro 
long sleeve and gilet. Maybe a spare set of arm warmers, the uh, Nanoflex arm and knee and leg warmers. They're surprisingly waterproof as well. But then like Buffetto or Cutter Gabarin, but yeah, all the winter stuff. Because yeah, if you need the bag, then normally like really cold or wet. So, Ethan, let's uh, talk bike racing now. What part excites you the most? What I like the most is like the end bits, the bits that are carnage and <laughs> you're fighting and the, the lead out part. So I really enjoy that. And then also the descents on a nice sunny day. They're quite, that's quite cool as us. Well. Which kind of race gives you the most pleasure? I really enjoyed the stage racing this year, actually. I couldn't tell you like one specifically, but there was days that were like, I'd class as low pressure where you're helping the other guys. It's a mountain stage and you need them at the bottom and then and then you're in the Gruppetto and you're just like a trainer ride then you're just riding in the hills. <laughs> but then, you know, the next day you're switched on and everyone's in for you and then you feel the pressure. And But I quite like that, the variability that the stage racers have where like one day is sometimes for you and another day is for someone else. And yeah, I enjoyed that. Coming into the World Tour as a Neo Pro in 2022, did you find it difficult to gain the respect from riders from other teams? And who would you be talking to, mainly the Wolfpack or the British riders? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, it's always hard because you see, like, the guys that have been pro for five, ten years already and they almost know everyone is in Peloton and then you come in for your first year and you see everyone else chatting to people from different teams and I'm just looking for the other British guys or other guys in my team but even just like one season along there's like a few more names that I've made friends with in like Gruppettos and things like that so yeah I mean it only takes a couple of years doesn't it and then you start to uh, recognize more faces in the in the peloton and you end up at the same races as most people because you're that type of rider and each team sends that type of rider to that race and but yeah I'd always always look for a British rider because yeah we're quite close back home so and luckily there's also a bigger group of British riders in the peloton these days Ethan, what's your go-to aero road suit and why? Uh, I'd go for the BTW because, yeah, I know from the track, the aerodynamic gains that you get with speed suits and stuff like that. So when I'm sprinting, I'd definitely go for a suit like that. But then the Superleggera, if it was like a mountain stage or something, just something that's a bit more breathable and, um, yeah, comfier to wear for when you're going up a climb for like an hour. So, yeah, I'd go for, yeah. And then the classics, well, the semi-classics I did this year, I'd also go BTW just because, yeah, it's a flat out all day. So over over like a six hour period, the the what saved is quite quite a lot. And always aero socks, even if it's hilly. No cotton socks. Yeah, no, never the cotton socks, always the aero. Very good choice. The best aero combo when the race speed is high. Hey, let's go back to off-season training. Do you cross train on other bikes than road and track in winter? Yeah, I ride my mountain bike quite a bit actually. In the in the winter, it's I just think it's yeah, it's it's better to, especially if uh, there's like chance of ice or snow or something like that. I just don't think it's worth the risk. And with the mountain bike with the bigger tires, I think it's just a bit safer and and like a mix. You get it's nice to mix it up every now and again. There's a forest near where I live, and the climbs are quite steep, so it is a tough a tough ride, but it's nice to do. To do something different, yeah, and stay protected from the wind and wind chill. Even with a wind speed of 5 miles per hour, a fast road ride can feel like riding into freezing 25 miles winds, so it's important to stay protected from the wind. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But also, like, on my TT bike, I jump on that, like, a couple times a week. So. Stuff like that is how you balance, like, the track and the road. Is Say you do a road ride, and then you can say it's three hours long, you could always do your two hours of efforts and then do the last hour of the TT bike, or 
the three hours on the road and then just spend like 20 minutes on the on the rollers on the on the tt bike and just, it's just that time and position really so yeah do you like to stop for a coffee during your training rides or at the end yeah uh, depending on what i've got to do that day uh, yeah if i've got nothing to do then i'd definitely stop for a cafe but yeah sometimes i have other bits around trading and then and like meetings and stuff so then i need to get back and i don't have time but i could easily spend um too long in this cafe <laughs> What is your go-to sweet and coffee style? At my local one, it'd be like a flat white and then flapjack or a brownie. Also two of my favorites. It's a, it's a nice cafe. It's, a, it's like a cycling cafe as well. So it's, um, yeah, it's a good place to take a breather and enjoy some good coffee and food at the end of the ride. Well, talking about food, what's your favorite race food when walking onto the team bus? I'd go for, they've got like an energy cake. I'd go for that. I tried to mix it really, so obviously we're told to have X amount of grams per hour and stuff, so all the writing has got the amount of carbs and stuff on them, so I, yeah, I tend to go for a mix. This one year has made nice rice cakes, and so I'd pick like one or two of them up, an energy cake, an energy bar, mix with like some different flavor gels and stuff, because yeah, I just think with some of the stage races, you're away for yeah such a long time, you need to make sure you're not just eat, eating one of the same food like every day, because yeah, you just become sick of it, so yeah. Uh, but this is the 16 nutrition is really nice as well, the team, so it's quite easy to eat. At training camps or at home in winter, do you have a normal breakfast, like porridge, toast bread, or a lunch, breakfast, rice, omelette? It depends. I always come away from the camp because we have omelettes here on, in the hotel. And I always, for like the next few weeks, make the same omelette as I've had here because it's so nice. But then that slowly phases out when, <laughs> when I get more tired. So, no, I'd always have oats, the porridge at home. And then, yeah, whether that's with omelette or something else, then, oh, yeah, I mix it up a bit. But yeah, that's my that's my go-to. I just I just think porridge is so easy to eat in the morning and it's high carb, so... And it, yeah, and the coffee. Do you have any of those fancy-looking Rocket Espresso machines? Yeah, I got a Rocket R58, so yeah. The UK distributor sorted me out, so yeah, I make one each morning. Yeah, I've been a huge fan myself of Rocket Espresso for over a decade. And it took me a while to figure out how to brew the perfect coffee after reading up on multiple how-to guides. I kind of got into it. I, I wasn't really into it. I just had like a sage before. But then when I contacted him after the Olympics and he, he helped me out with one of them, I've got really into it. And I've yeah, been YouTubing the latte art. It was quite good. But <laughs> it would be fantastic to have a rocket on the bus since most riders on the team already know how to brew a good one. But yeah, we should have a rocket. But then again, we don't have loads of time before race, so... If there were seven riders queuing up to do a, a barista-style uh, coffee, <laughs> we might miss the start. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's rewind a little and look back at your first professional year with Sudal Quickstep. You entered the team strongly, achieving great results on the track, securing a stage victory at Tour de l'Avenir, and demonstrating your potential to be among the best in time trials. With three road race victories, four other podium placements and a gold medal and the track world championships in 2022 you couldn't have asked for a better start to your first pro season yeah it was really um really special first season with the team and i sat down at the start of well this time last year with my trainer and said he asked me what my goals were and it was to learn in the first half of the season and then maybe win a race by the end and then when that catalonia win came in like march april time i got ready and then it was reassessed and and uh yeah, just keep learning from then hopefully keep trying to win more and yeah again that came in slovakia so on the road yeah it was it was a bit of a surprise to to jump straight to that level and 
and win three races in my first year because yeah, like I, yeah, I didn't have much of a uh, a road program the last year and the previous years with COVID. So it was my first proper season, and yeah, to to get three was was a nice nice way. And then obviously the track afterwards was a was a bonus. Has it been difficult to live in two worlds, concentrating on your road career and at the same time focusing on preparing for your goals on the track? Yeah, I think you've just got to be clever with it. It is, it is difficult, but you know you have time between races, and where typically these guys would go home and just keep training on the road. Uh, yeah, I guess I do the same. But between that, I have to fit in stuff with the track team and maybe like additional gym sessions and wind tunnel testing, and so there's a lot, lot to go into the track side as well. But I think yeah, if you're organised, it is, it is possible. And where the where the new track events sit, it's also quite nice because it's it's after the road season, so. It just means, yeah, uh, an off-season one week later. So, yeah, it, it is manageable, but yeah, you have to be clever. And and the way that the track's going, you have to spend time in the position and in the wind tunnel because, yeah, you can't uh, just rock around and uh, <laughs> expect to go fast without any work in your position. So, yeah, lots of hours are spent in the wind tunnel and on the track testing just around on top of like my normal quick step training. So. The Quickstep team always had some strong track rider profiles and many pros train on the track in winter. Do you guys often end up talking track cycling since you also compete against each other on the track? Yeah, there's a few guys um, that I speak to about the track. Yeah, Markov, Maro, he also went to the Olympics and uh, we raced him in the final, I think, because yeah, we came last. <laughs> um, yeah, we raced him in the final and then, uh, and then also the Belgian guys, they train on the track in the winter, so I hear some stories about them and them asking me some questions because yeah, obviously they just do it for training. But no, it is yeah, it is something we speak about and you know, I race against more combat the world and things. So it's nice to have a few guys that have got a similarish background to me, even though it's more bunch racing than than team pursuit. Having pursued a career in track cycling, what made you change your mind and transition to the road? It's predominantly been the track. Yeah, I think I did in the under. 23 I did one season on the road and the rest just was all track and, the, and as a junior I didn't do any road at all so that was all track so yeah my whole upbringing as a road and track cyclist has just been track training training on the road to support the track races so yeah it wasn't really until under 23 when I came back from the games on that Lavenir stage that I thought there was something in the road for me so it's only been like a year or two since I've decided that I could actually pursue things on the road but yeah I think The, the rider I am today is because of that background and that speed work I've done on the track. So yeah, I think it would be um, stupid to give that up now. In your first pro year, did the team give you enough freedom to target your own goals, especially after taking your first pro victory early in the season at Catalonia? Yeah, I was really surprised actually. I think that's the been the thing I'm really the most happy about with the team is that I wasn't expecting to come to this team as a neo pro with not much history in road and be like led out by some of these guys that have been here years and I think that was really special for me that the team backed me um, straight away from the start of my first year and I know a lot of other teams you have to be there years and years to stand your place to then get ch chances like this so yeah to get to get chances like that early is, uh, was like nerve-wracking but it was yeah yeah special. Did the team include you in the big lead-out train for Cav during your first season in 2022? Yeah, it depends with the program, which which way the sprinters go, and if the the programs collide, then um, yeah, I form part of the lead out. And there's been races where I've been with Cav, and that was my first race actually in UAE with Morkov and Cav. So 
it was great to be part of the train there and almost obviously it's it's still high pressure but have that a bit of pressure taken off that it's my first race and I I, I helped Cav out and he, he won that race actually so that was a really nice start to the team but yeah I've really enjoyed helping the other lads as well What's your biggest cycling dream? World champion on the road and then Olympic champion on the track I think if I won them two I'd be quite happy yeah <laughs> but then also there's other goals like Grand Tour stages and yeah You still haven't raised a Grand yet what Grand Tour would you like to be your first? I think the Vuelta Why? Because I'd rather the heat than the cold, I think, of the Giro, or the potential cold in the Giro. And then the Tour would be, would be quite high pressure as my first Grand Tour. But I think it, in the order would be Walter. Then once I've done that, it would be the Tour and then the Giro. Well, yeah, the Giro can be dogged by bad weather, especially in the high mountains where we have seen snow, rain, sleet and low temperatures. But then saying that with the Castellic, it would be all right. <laughs> Get that, get that high, uh, was it the rain jacket on and yeah, be, be fine. Well, Ethan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me after this busy day of training in the morning and product feedback in the afternoon. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you downstairs for dinner later. Cheers. Thanks to Ethan for joining us on the Castelli Show and telling us about his favorite Castelli products for riding through the harsh British winter month and how he balances his track and road cycling, season goals and his favorite race suits. As some of you probably already know, the 23-year-old sprinter will be heading to Israel Premier Tech in 2024 and plans to continue pursuing his track and road goals with his new team. If you have a question or topic you would like us to take up on a future episode, shoot us a line at podcast at castellicycling.com or hit us up on social. And if you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to subscribe, talk to your friends about the Castelli Pod, give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us be seen by other cyclists in the algorithm. Thanks again, everyone, and see you soon on a future podcast.